0: Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com slash startups.
1: Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, August 29th. I'm Rob Litters here with Sarah Friedman and Ben Berkeley, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Since the pandemic, many companies have been stuck in the workplace limbo. Remote, in office, hybrid, what are we doing here? The gap between what executives and employees want continues to widen and some companies have gotten creative with their solutions. We'll talk about the return to office plan at JM Smucker Company, your favorite jelly company, which appears to be working for most parties. It uses something called the Core Week, and we'll tell you exactly what that looks like in a moment. But first, let's talk about what else is happening in the wide world of business and tech. First up, in October, former FTX crypto exchange boss Sam Bankman-Fried will face seven counts of fraud and conspiracy in court. Before his day in court, he wants out of jail. And I literally thought that this was fake before I read it for the first time. He cites his jail's lack of Adderall vegan meals, charging ports, and Google Docs as the reason, saying it violates his right to prepare defense. Ben and Sarah, is this serious?
2: Yeah, the legal motion, I'm reading a quote from it right now that the restricted battery life, the absence of a power outlet for charging in the cell block, and a frail internet connection that was down for a significant portion of his session This is what is stopping him from mounting an incredible defense to what I believe was essentially stealing billions of dollars, allegedly.
3: I feel him, though, because that's my main complaint when I work from a coffee shop is a (laughs) lack of charging points. So you can't even fault him for that one.
1: Yeah, that's actually super legit. All right, moving on. (laughs) Chipotle Mexican Grill will pay Washington, D.C. $322,000 to resolve over 800 alleged violations of the city's child labor laws logged over the last three years. That is a headline I did not see coming. 3M will pay $5.5 billion to settle 300,000 lawsuits alleging it sold defective earplugs to the military. That's less than the $10 billion analysts had predicted. 3M shares rose about 6% earlier Monday morning. This one's fun. Dr. Seuss Enterprises signed with Amazon-owned podcast studio Wondery to develop audio series featuring Seuss's characters and stories. First up is a cat-in-the-hat-led fantastical variety show. And lastly, former workers at Bohemian Grove, an ultra-exclusive men's-only summer retreat for the rich and powerful, are suing the campground's operator, alleging mistreatment and underpayment. Ben, can you please tell me what the heck is going on here?
2: I would love to, because talking about how the 1% lives, which apparently is not the way that I live, it would seem. So this is in Northern California. There is this campground that is made up of 140 distinct smaller camps. And the staffs there are about either 10 to 50 valets. These are people who are cooking and cleaning and catering to every whim of the people who are staying there. They're getting a pretty raw deal. So there is currently a lawsuit that three former valets filed, and they were saying that they were forced to work 16 plus hour days, no breaks. They also weren't paid for that. So essentially the way that the system worked and they say they have the receipts on this is that they weren't allowed to exceed 40 hours per week. So no overtime. It's just kind of you work this, but you got to keep going. They are also saying that payments were made under the table so that the people who operate this camp could avoid payroll taxes and workers comp. So a pretty explosive claim for a really, really high end camp.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This is my first time hearing about Bohemian Grove, but it just sounds like a place that definitely has cold plunges. (laughs) The
2: way it works in my head is essentially just take the craziest frat party that you could imagine and just kind of like play it out over the course of maybe a couple weeks. Even people are there for a lot of the summer. This is a place where really high earners are. This is run by a club that has about 2,600 members. Their collective net worth is like way into the billions. We're talking really prominent people. Like in the past, Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan were there. Mark Twain and Jack London, Charles Schwab. Well, if you go down this list, it's like, okay, a lot of power players have been at this camp. And it's one of those kind of very secretive places where we don't know a lot. There are no cell phones allowed. That is partially why we don't know. But then, you know, this is a place where no women are not allowed there it's just got that very of a different era vibe to it
1: yeah kind of the madman
2: yes yeah exactly and it seems like at least on the paying of employees side of things maybe they'll be ushered into more modern times
3: I feel like there's a movie plot in there somewhere where a woman goes in in a little disguise she's the man style <laughs> yes. and blows that thing wide open <laughs> can we bring
1: Amanda Bynes back for the she's the man sequel exactly yes Moving on to our top story today, it's no secret that we've been stuck in workplace limbo since the pandemic. And as the years tick by, the chasm between what executives and employees want continues to widen. But some companies have gotten creative. According to the Wall Street Journal, the JM Smucker Company has introduced a new return to office plan that's actually working. They're calling it the core week. Sarah, can you help explain what's going on there?
3: Yeah, so Smuckers is doing something interesting, which is they are just asking people to be on site only 25% of the time. So that comes out to about six days a month during 22 core weeks a year. And basically a core week is just a week when they want everyone in the office. But rather than mandating three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they have avoided months like July and December where a lot of people want to take vacation. And they're just asking that sometime around these core weeks, however it works with your schedule, that you come into their headquarters in Orville, Ohio. So far, so good. The employees seem to be liking this. People can commute from very far away and still make it work. On
1: paper, I think it sounds really good. Like in theory, I think that this idea totally has legs, but then having dealt with childcare and stuff like that, and, and just kind of knowing that a routine can be super, super helpful there. That's kind of the other part of it that I would think about is like, do you have to change everything that's going on around your life for those core weeks? I love the idea of getting everybody together, but um, just curious, like what kind of benefits the company seeing from this?
3: Yeah. So to start, it's the argument that every company has been using when they're talking about back to work is just increased socializing and those spontaneous encounters that you get with coworkers that you just don't get on Zoom. We're all on the same page with that. It's different when you're in person. Smuckers has actually found that employees are logging more hours during those weeks because they're kind of cramming in all of their back-to-back meetings. They save really important meetings for core weeks. And then they're also doing dinners, group activities. So all in all, they're actually working more. And then lastly, the company has been saying that this adds flexibility to recruiting and they're able to tap talent pools outside of Ohio the way that you can with remote work while also keeping some of these in-person perks so it seems to be a little bit of best of both
2: worlds. Something about this that really is interesting to me is more of the individual economics of it. And I don't know if there's an answer yet, but imagine you live way out of town and you're flying in for 22 of these weeks. You need a place to stay. How is that going to impact local lodging businesses, Airbnbs, hotels? Are you factoring into your compensation package how you are paying, let's say, $200 for a flight in? every time and of course this is me. i'm not casting any doubt on smuckers this is like parent company and meow mix like they are the height of the business world i just wonder how that's actually going to work on a much more individual level
1: i couldn't agree more and i mean i think it's really interesting the way you look at this like in my household alone like i work fully remote and then my wife works with kind of a hybrid schedule she goes into the office a couple days a week works from home a few days a week i feel like remote is kind of more or less here to stay in at least some form And it seems like these kind of future of work struggles are going to persist for a while. Sarah, have you seen other trends across other industries?
3: Recently, I feel like the big news has been meta. They have come down very hard about having employees in three days a week, and there's been a lot of pushback. And they're kind of threatening disciplinary action against those who don't show up. And then one that I think rocked all of our worlds was Zoom because it's just too ironic. I mean, (laughs) that's what we've been depending on to work remotely since 2020. And then that company turned around and said, everyone within 50 miles of an office needs to come in on a part-time basis. So I think that one in particular really kind of threw us for a loop because if they want their employees in the office, then what's that telling the rest of the industry?
2: Totally. That is so ironic. Something, Sarah, you pointed out in your story as you started confronting this one companies need to also just be really careful at this moment because they are changing policies quite a lot it seems like as long as you have a consistent policy you will find your way through it but continually changing it is where you're going to end up with a employee uprising on your hands and so i would say if say core weeks worked for your company great might want to slow roll that thing out totally i think that's a
1: great point and Ben, I think you mentioned right around the time that we were recording that a new survey just dropped that released some new data on worker sentiment around remote versus in person versus hybrid. Any big takeaways there?
2: This is a Gallup survey that we're talking about here that dropped uh, a couple days ago. I mean, I think the takeaway is really that remote work still probably shouldn't be vilified in the way that it can be. We are at a record low with fully remote workers in terms of them feeling connected to their company's mission. 28% of employees feel like they connect to their company's purpose. However, on-site workers, they're not doing that much better. They're only at 33% connection to their mission. And there is the other side of things, just in terms of being engaged in their work. Remote employees are still showing the highest levels of engagement. So, you know, at the core of this story is this is a hybrid model that is being attempted at the Smuckers Corporation. We're still seeing numbers that back up remote. There are certain, obviously, feelings that are backed up by in-person work. It's going to be really interesting to see where we go from here.
1: All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Go get yourself signed up at hustle.co slash email. Hope you have a wonderful Tuesday and we will see you tomorrow.
0: Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear... Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, creator science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance burnout and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online it's a great hour of conversation with dr k where dr k really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout because you will and you can listen to creator science wherever you get your podcast and i definitely suggest it listen to creator science wherever you get your podcasts